What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Mindless Horror Podcast. If you guys have been watching the last couple weeks, you know that we've had a lot of amazing and talented people from Queen Mary's Dark Harbor, and this next guest is no shy of any of that. She is easily, I think, one of the one of my favorite characters at Queen Mary, um, the Voodoo Priestess herself. How you doing, Beretta? Hey, I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for having me on, man. I'm I'm so excited just to sit and talk to you and sit and talk some haunt for a little bit. Yeah. Like I've been missing it from my life this last year, so thank you for having me. I'm honestly just very thankful that you 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 made time for us and that we can we can have this one. I know um, the world is slowly opening back up again, and uh, we are slowly getting back to reality. Um, and I, I'm ju- I'm just here to to spread the positivity and and to bring back and reminisce on what we miss and and hopefully what we can get back this year. So yeah. um, I'm really excited. We, you know, you you Voodoo Priestess. I mean, I'm just gonna dive right into it, man. This is a character that you've been you are you are the original Voodoo Priestess, correct? I am. Yeah. I'm the original Voodoo Priestess and the, the original Mambo Cecile for uh, Dark Horizon. Nice. And, and how long have you been how, how long have you been playing the character of Voodoo Priestess? Um let me think. You know, my first year with Harbor was 2013. So 2014 was the year uh Priestess was created. Right. So I played Priestess 2014 and then I took a break of the 2015 haunt year. And so the amazing Free Fordham played uh, the Voodoo Priestess, who is just one of my idols. <laughs> and then I took her back over in 2016 and played her through 2019 again. And then, and then they were like, we got an event specifically surrounded around you. <gasps> and they flew you out to... Orlando, Florida for Dark Horizon. Uh, heard such good things about it. A lot of my friends who live out there uh, got a chance to check it out, and they had a blast. They're on the same boat as I am, hoping it comes back uh, this year. How was the transition from Dark Harbor, from you being there from for, for so long, to Dark Horizon, opening a new event? What was that transition like? Oh, man. You know, it was challenging on so many levels. Like, right. so many levels. Because, you know, I do more than just play the Voodoo Priestess at Harbor. I also uh, run the whole fire team. I right. run and operate the nation. So for me, going to work isn't just playing a character. It's playing a character, putting on a show, running a team, being a part of a team, you know. And um, when I left Dark Harbor, it was like, not only was I leaving my family, but I was leaving my tribe. Right. You know, I was leaving my baby. The nation is the baby of me and my best friend, Elise Etherson. Right. Um, we actually created it the year that we started uh, at Dark Harbor in 2012. So leaving them behind was hard for me. Uh, not because I didn't trust them, because I knew they were going to smash it. They're amazing, you know, performers and haunt monsters. Right. Um, but just because it's hard. It's hard to leave something like that. And it's hard to leave your family and then go open a new park where you don't know. <laughs> I hadn't been to Orlando in probably 10 years when we started Dark Horizon. Right. Um, I think I knew opening night maybe three people 
of the the haunters in Orlando, and that was only because I had met them when I went out uh, the previous July to shoot our promo for the park. Um, but let me tell you, those people, they're amazing. Like, they took us, they came to work every night ready to make magic. Right. Uh, they accepted us with open arms, and they were just like, let's do this. Like, let's let's get it going. And it was something amazing to watch because I've never been a part of a haunt from the very first year. Right. Right? And so to watch all the trials and tribulations of uh, opening and, and watching this new creation come to life, it was something magical. It. I mean, it I, I had so many people go. Uh, I, I was actually offered, um, the first year I got to go to Dark Harbor, they, they uh, offered me um, the media night, and I, I was so thankful for that. Um, so much so that they, when they were opening Dark Horizon, they offered me the media night as well. Unfortunately, due to, of course, me living here in California and just not being able to take off work, I was not able to make it out there, but... I set my my buddies out there up with some media just so they can experience it and and get the word out there for this new event because I knew personally this was going to be another great event put on by the uh, the Dark Harbor team and I mean from everything they told me they had such a good time the mazes were great um, you know they were the, there was just so much that they were just it was all new to them because you got to remember in Orlando you know you got the major haunts which is like Bush Gardens, um, Hallow Scream, and, and Halloween Horror Nights. This is just one jumping into the game right there. So this is something new for them, and it's something for them to check out. And they were just happy to have something new and, and something kind of different, which I which I liked. Um, and and I really enjoyed what I saw out there. I mean, everyone, like you said, put in put in the time and effort. They put in one hundred and ten percent out there, and I. I I wish I could have gone. I really am so sad that I could not make it because I would love to have seen not only you perform, but the entire Dark um, Horizon uh, crew and and team there just just put it all on. Like I, I don't doubt in my mind it was fun. Yeah, they were dedicated. They were dedicated, and you know, just a quick shout out to Epic Entertainment and to my co-to for the the family that they put together out there because those mazes were dope and the talent was dope yeah um the weather was challenging for this california girl you know there's <laughs> a lot of uh, rainfalls happening on my fire parade um <laughs> there you go that you just know, killed the fire right there huh <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something fire looks great in rain oh yeah um, so we had some epic epic moments but it was also a little intimidating right right because we're coming into such a well-established theme park area, Orlando, Florida. People come from all over the world to right. go to Orlando to do just theme parks, right? Some would actually say it's the theme park capital of the world. That sounds about right to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, so it was intimidating walking into such a heavily talented and populated area of performers. Right. Um, but, you know, we held our own. We held our own, and if 2020 wouldn't have come along, I have every confidence that we would have gone out there and just done it bigger and better. I was already planning bigger fire. Uh, the nation, you know, made two new amazing uh, members when we were out there, Damien and Joanna. Shots out. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we were we were getting ready to gear up and do it all over again. But you know what? Yeah, sometimes life 
you know, just changes on you. Life likes yeah. to throw us all curveballs, and we have to overcome those those challenges and obstacles it throws at us. Yeah. Um, you you did mention obviously the a big part of Voodoo Priestess's character is is fire, um, which is something that you don't typically see at most haunts. Which I I think that's why every time I talk more and more about Dark Harbor, it's it's more stuff that I that I like compared to other haunts. Um, you know, you, you brought up the whole the whole fire and whatnot. There, there's a whole there, there's a whole team behind you that you you guys all get together and 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 put on a great fire show. Like, tell me a little bit about that. I mean, it's it, it seems like, I mean, for me, I, I'm a pyromaniac, so I like seeing all that kind of stuff. So oh. so so tell me about it. Um, you know, the nation is a group of the most diverse, amazing, talented individuals. And I am so lucky to uh, be a part of them. When actually David Wally came to me from uh, my co-to with the character of Voodoo Priestess my second year. And he kind of said, hey, we have the idea for this character. You know, she's a little dark. She's this, she's that. You can make her your own, but here's kind of her skeleton. But we'd also like her to do fire. What do you think? And I was like, Yes. <laughs> no, I'm going to say yes to that. Um, and, you know, it's really interesting. I was going through a couple of months ago, October, when I was sitting at home, sad. Mm. I had this moment on a Friday night where I was sitting on my couch and all of a sudden, like, I was just, I was really sad and I couldn't figure out why. There was no real reason why. And I looked up. And when I looked up, I saw that it was nine o'clock and it was what would have been the opening Friday night for Dark Harbor at nine o'clock, which is when our first main show goes on. And I was sitting on my couch on a Friday night with no makeup and no whited out eye. That hit me right there. I mean, as a, as a haunt goer, as a, as if I can speak from a, a, a guest point of view, I mean, I, I, it goes for all the haunts. I remember like September came around and I'm like, this would have been the day I go to Knott's. This would have been the day I went to Horror Nights. This would have been the day I went to Queen Mary. This would have been the day I went back to Queen Mary. You know, like just seeing my schedule in 2019 and comparing it to 2020. And I was just like, I can't do any of that this year. I'm sad. I'm with you. Yeah. There was like this complete melancholy that just came over me where I was like, wow. Wow, you know, it's amazing how how big a part of your life this becomes. So I started to go through a couple of videos. Right. And um, I went back as far as I think 2014 maybe is when we first started having videos for the nation. And the way that we evolved over the period of like seven years there was insane. Right. Because when we first started in 2012, we were a bunch of, I think we were considered dead travelers. Um, we didn't even wear haunt makeup. We had pretty make like pretty girl makeup. I think the boys had uh, maybe a couple dashes on their face, and um, that was it. And we had some travelers clothes, and we did fire, you know. Right. And then to watch it go from that to 2019, where we built it wasn't a fire show anymore. It was a theatrical fire performance where we had full storylines, and you know, I start. 
I pull music all year round for Dark Harbor and throw it out to the team and, you know, ask them to throw stuff back to me. And we have rehearsals where we're just talking about our characters and how they relate to each other. Because when we go on that stage, we want you to, to stay for the full half hour. First of all, our right. shows are like 30 to 35 minutes. And there is no better compliment than being able to look up during that first intro song and see somebody and then look up again during the outro song and see them still there. Yeah. You know, especially in an amazing place like the Queen Mary's Dark Harbor, where there's the slider show, you know, there's like all of the different, there's so many people on the street, you know, yeah. you got Ross marionettes over here you got the aerialists over there like it's insanity you got your stilt walkers like what yeah. don't you have it, it's you know? literally they they <laughs> took it yeah they, they literally brought everything in you know they just literally took everything and put it inside and let everyone build the event and i and that's one thing i i love uh you know talking with the the slider team uh, a few weeks ago you know it was something, and, and and shout out to the Slider team, uh, very talented individuals. Slider team, man. They, Those are my people. They all talked very good about you. Uh, of course, off camera, when I want, when I was looking at getting more guests, uh, you were uh, one of the ones I was, and I'm glad we're doing it now, but everyone was talking good about you. They said that you were just a sweetheart to everyone, and they, uh, they loved working with you. You were- I love them so much you know the slider team and the fire team and i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no you're good you're good um the slider team and the fire team had a very special relationship because when we first started you know we didn't really know anybody and none of us had ever done a haunt before right and um you know that was when the slider team was a whole different team you know right. there was only maybe five six of them um I don't think any of those guys, I think one guy, one of them is still around from that old team when we first started, but they were slider nation and we were fire nation, oh. you know, and we would hang out after work in the parking lot way past when we were supposed to be there. And, you know, we would meet up after season. And so over the years, even as that team evolved, we always made sure that we were a part of each other, you know, because right. our, our green rooms were always close together and they are athletes oh, who yeah. put their, you know, bodies on the line for their craft, as are we. Mm -hmm. So we have that camaraderie. Because, you know, they can go, I look, I couldn't be a slider. I don't got knees like that. <laughs> I'm 41. These knees can't take that. I don't know how how people do that. Um, but we have this this group. And the night that I left Dark Harbor. Wait, hold on. Did you say you're 41? Yeah. You, yeah, are, you look fantastic for 41. Hey, thank you. Thank you, you. You really do. I'm sorry. I, I, I. I I, I'm shocked right now that you're. You look fantastic oh, for 41. Thank you. I drink a lot of water and I laugh a lot. That's I laugh the key right lot, there. I usually drink a lot of whiskey. I think that has a big part to do with it. I think whiskey cures you from the inside out. You heard it here first. Whiskey, whiskey laughter, and water. <laughs> laughter, water. You too Boom. could look. I'm sorry I cut you off, but yeah, I'm sorry. But I just, I was shocked by that. You're 41. You look fantastic for 41. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, um, no, I was just going to say the the night, my last night at Dark Harbor was a very hard night for me. Right. Um, I was so conflicted 
I was so scared. I am already a person who's filled with anxiety. I think most performers, well, a lot of performers are, you know, I'm, I'm anxious at all moments of the day. Um, but I had so much anxiety and trepidation about going out to Orlando and would they like me? And could I carry a park? Like they, they made, they made shirts with my face on them. That's, and I worked, you know, like that I, is awesome. This may, I didn't know about this until opening night at Dark Horizon when I'm doing my priestess like skulk out and I go by the merch like tent area. And <laughs> um, my homegirl Ashley, who was on my team, was like, Bredetta, is that you? And I was all, <laughs> you know, but I have to be like full priestess. Yeah. So I had to be- <laughs> Broke character for like a split <laughs> second. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like trying not to like move my mouth and I'm all, girl, my face is on a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, that also gave me a lot of, that's a lot to live up to. And I didn't want to let down the epic in my KOTU family. Like that, that family has also been a big part of of my role and who I am and I adore them all. So I didn't want to let them down either. And I hadn't. I, I probably hadn't shaked like that since my first night at Dark Harbor. Right. But then we opened. And when we opened, I was sitting there ready to do the, you know, monsters. Are you ready for them to come in? Yeah. <sighs> you know, I'm sitting behind the gates, ready to war when the captain asks. And then they were like, uh, Bredetta, we're going to bring you. We're going to bring you up. We need you for a second at the gates. And I was all. Okay. <laughs> so I sat and then, um, then Andrew Diego, ringmaster, uh, took me up there and I went up there and Captain and, and, and Andrew had this beautiful, and ringmaster had this beautiful bouquet of flowers for me. And they said these beautiful words. And then I looked over and the DJ was one of my very favorite people who I used to party with, man, when I was in my 20s in Long Beach. <laughs> and I looked out and I saw the Hatbox family, Hatbox Photography family, and they're my family too. Right. And all of a sudden I was like, you know what? It's gonna be okay, cause I got this group. And then the first slider show came and the sliders were like, hey, Bredetta, we need you to come to our first show. And literally, this is how this is set up, okay? Fire show closes, right? and as soon as our music cuts, slider music starts. So it's like one of those things where we rarely ever could see each other because then fire show, you got to get off, you got to put up your tools, make sure nobody catches on fire, all of that good stuff, right? So they're like, Bredetta, we need you over there immediately. So I uh, told my team captain, um, Chow, Chow Rizzo, it was West Coast team captain of the nation, uh, that I was going to have to run off. She was going to have to handle the fire stuff. And I ran off and I go and I'm, you know, sitting over there wondering what's going on. Super excited to see the slider show because it was going to be my only chance to see it. Right. right? And they pull, I think it was even Bree who got me. Um, they pulled me into the middle and they gave me this beautiful bouquet of roses. They were the most beautiful. I'm going to cry. Look at me. They were the most I'm gonna cry with you. <laughs> roses I had ever gotten in my life. Huge bouquet of black roses. And I cried like a little bitch. I sure did. Priestess broke character, okay? <laughs> he could not snarl. 
there was no <laughs> the whole time I'd been trying to stand there stoic with my staff whose name is Hank. My staff's name Good is Hank. Hank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying to stand there all stoically and then I mean just tears. Um those sliders are special kinds of people. Right. They're my kind of people, you know. I dig every single last one of them. I've never had an issue with any of them. And some of them live, got some really good real estate in my heart, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know what? I, 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 From what I'm hearing, yeah, this this is a family right here. This is These are people who, who knew you were going somewhere. And mm-hmm. they knew how much of an impact and how much, you know, you were to Dark Harbor. And they weren't going to let you leave without saying a proper goodbye from everyone. And just hearing that, like, I wish I could have been there to see all that, you know, because oh. that right there is is truly something special um, that doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and at the end of the day, all of us just really want to know that um, we're doing what we're supposed to do and that people see us doing it, that right. we're seeing. And um, because of my role at Harbor, both as priestess and with the nation, I don't stop. I do not stop. From the moment I get there to the moment I leave, I do not stop. And so to have those moments where you get to slow down for a second and have people say, hey, we see you. You're going to smash it. Good luck. Mm-hmm. That's special, dude. Yeah. Like, um, Especially any moment to slow down as priestess, because here's a fun fact about priestess. From the moment my corset goes on around six o'clock until the moment gates close around one or until my last show is done, I usually leave after my last show, which is around 1230. I do not sit down because my corset is so tight right. that there is no way for me to sit down. So that's yeah. why the priestess's VIP area is called the perch because she can only perch on things. <laughs> Like, if you ever see me fully dressed, I'll be, like, perching on the edges of things. Yeah. And not fully sit down. It would be, oh, that'd be a whole different horror show. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact for anyone who ever sees her, you know. Mm -hmm. There you go. Don't push me over because I won't be able to get up. It'd be like a toe on my back. Uh, You know what? I, I, I think I was one of those people in 2019 when I was at Midsummer Scream that when they found out they were doing this event and you were going to be the pretty much the face of the, this new event, uh, I can hear it in the crowd. Even with the fans, they were sad to see you, you know, leaving. You know, if you didn't catch her the, the first, like, week or two, you were going to miss her this season. Wow. Yeah, and, and a lot of the fans even reacted to that. Um and I thought it was especially funny when, when even in that same Midsummer Screen that you were trying to convince the captain to go with you. Uh-huh. And, and he was even, like, second-guess. He's like, oh, well, I mean, that's not a bad idea. But at the same time, I got to host this event, you know? But it's not a bad idea. Like, you know, even the captain was like, oh, I could, I could jump ship and go to, to Horizon yeah. 2, you know? Um, I exact moment you're talking about and he was like what i could and, and the whole crowd was like no boo <laughs> and i turned and i was all shut up yeah yep. <laughs> i remember that exact moment you know midsummer screams was was cool because we had a whole script for that panel and bradley hills is such an amazing talent um that you know he just well 
one of the reasons I love him. He just kind of does what he wants. He just took and, the script and threw it out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I loved it. <laughs> like the bones of it was there. Right. And so the rest of us are like, okay, I think I think I know where we're at. I think You're I know like, where okay, we're at. Okay, that when okay, that's my cue, I think. Yeah, I got yeah, it. <laughs> when I walk out, I'm gonna wait, nope, okay, okay. <laughs> So um, he was, he's such a great uh, improv character or talent that he's just able to go. And he is in my head, um, although Chris also did a great job playing the captain, but for me, Brad Hills is, is the captain of Dark Harbor, you oh, know? Yes. Um, that voice, he's the voice that I listen to every night for eight years opening that park. Right. And, um, we have this great relationship where we've worked both at Dark Harbor and at other acting events. So we're able to play off of each other. So at Midsummer Scream, there was a point where I was just like, ah, oh, you know what? Let's go. <laughs> like, let's, <laughs> let's, let's do it. Rad's off the rails. I'm going off the rails too. Let's just say what we want and let's go. And we had a great time and the people yeah. loved it. You oh, know? That, it's, that's, that's the one panel I look forward to at Midsummer Scream every single year because I know it's oh. going to be a good time. It's so good. And Sam, I mean, Sam is scary. Mary, look. Oh, my God. She is terrifying, but she is such a, an amazing talent. She's the most terrifying, cute little thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> there you go. Seriously, Sam is one of the biggest reasons that I won't go on the boat mazes. What? I don't go the boat mazes. And one of them, the reason is because of Sam. I also, before they closed Dead Rise... I didn't mess with Dead Rise either because those Dead Rise boys were savage. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, they don't care. Like, they yell out, Priest is walking through. Oh. You're like, oh man, there goes my cover. It's blown. Taking like a group of VIPs through, and I'd be like, oh, you know what? We're all messed up now. Like, we're all fucked up. <laughs> You're like, if I'm going down, all of you guys are going down with me. Yeah. You know what? It, you brought up Sam and Brad. I was fortunate enough to also have them on the show uh, pretty early on in quarantine. And they are some of the best people. I can see the chemistry with all of you guys. I mean, they, they brought you they brought you up. They brought everyone up. And, and, and you know, Sam, uh, you know, she, she continues to do her art outside of Dark Harbor, which yes. is, is just phenomenal. I mean, can we talk? about it i thought when she came up with clementine clementine however you say it i thought when she did that that i was like she's so creative and then every month we got something new yep. like I, look i'm waiting for like my next uh check to hit so i can go get me an awkward super villain shirt everybody go get one They're everybody dope. go get one i'm i'm gonna get one when i get paid so i'm gonna get one when i get paid yeah you know? <laughs> i'm just waiting I'm next week monster shirts yeah you know so um, yeah, but she is so, so special to me. We had a year, I want to say maybe 2014 or 13, where we got really, really close. And since then, I just look at her as like my little haunt sister, you know, she, she's my haunt yeah. sister, Brad and Andrew ringmaster and captain are my, my haunt, you know, brothers and Peggy McGee also the, the ring master, yeah. um, you know, she's my haunt sister. They're, they're that nefarious nine crew of us that little lead group um we are really close you know yeah, i mean i i had a fanboy moment last year when i had brad on the show we we were promoting a new show uh entitled maze treatments where we had 
a bunch of our, our friends and guests come on the show and and build all these concepts for mazes to see how creative people can get during the tough times. And and we had Brad film a a promo for the show. And, and just to hear him tell people to subscribe to my channel is something that if you would have told me five years ago he was going to do, I would have said, no, you're full of crap, you know, but he did it and I was just fanboying the entire time and he is, he's another, I mean, this team, you got an all-star team here. Did he do his Dark Horizon voice for you? He did the uh, captain. Oh, he did the captain. Yeah. The cap. Look, like I said, the captain's voice is he opens the park every night. Yeah. The captain is how I get ready. He's how I know when it's time to get ready for work. That's when it's time to stop playing. Like you should see us behind the gate on, on when the gates open. Like we're all back there and we're ha 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 and it's playing around and have a good night and go get him and all of that. And then you hear Brad. And the moment you hear the captain's voice, it's like my back gets straighter, my shoulders go back, my arm grabs my staff, and it's ready to go. The switch you turns know? on. Everybody goes quiet, and you can just see our energy start to seethe. And that moment when he says, monsters, do you want them to come in? Ugh. I can't even explain the energy that we have behind the gate. One person, that gate could open and one person could walk through and we would all still just be like, ah, <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you as a guest point of view, it is uh, very intimidating uh, to hear everyone go, but I, I think it's, it's a good intimidation because mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a, it, it's a hype builder. You're hearing, you're hearing it. All you guys get hyped, and then that hypes us up. And you got Brad talking. You know, he he sometimes he'll roast a person here and there, and I think it's hilarious. And oh, yeah. I, I love it. And and just then walking in, and then the events open, and it is just a fun fun time. I mean, you put the nail on the coffin earlier when you said that there's literally something for everyone in here. You got sliders, you got the fire team, you got mazes, you got other talent, you got stilt walkers. Everyone is here. You know, and uh, everybody is not only there, they're so talented. Yes. Well. You know, like there's so much talent there. I just, I can't even handle it sometimes. Um, I've been known, luckily, you know, since I'm priestess, I kind of have free lay of the land. So, you know, the nation, we love to go and watch the other performers and bring like a crowd with us to watch the performers, you know, because then when they're trying to take pictures and stuff, we'll be like, you know, we're, we're voodoo. We're supposed to have attitudes. Oh, yeah. so but then we, you get these huge crowds to watch these people. And just <laughs> to go back to Dark Horizon real quick, one of the reasons I think it worked so well is because not only did we have this great group of Orlando talent, but we had a group of people coming from Dark Harbor who had worked together for so long. Right. You know, like the production company, you know, the casting company, the, we had a couple of the actors, um, Peggy McGee came out for a while, Liz Waters was there, Bradley, uh, myself and two of my team members. Right. Were the talent that came from California. Um, Brad, I think, came from Georgia at the time. But having somebody there that you have spent the last eight years, you know every October you're going to spend 
who knows how much time with them. Right. Maybe a lot, maybe not. You never know. But being able to have Brad and Liz and, you know, uh, my team there and Peggy there made it possible for us to create what we did and to stay strong through a month away right. from our haunt family. Right. Um, because he did this role and I'm probably going to mess it up. I want to say that it's Edgar, it's Ed something. Everybody at Dark Horizon is going to beat me up. Don't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he had this voice, this ridiculous voice, where he would go to his green room and on break, and he would send me like some random message of like some random song in this voice, like singing a song like, I want to push you around, you know, just like random things. And I was so thankful to have him there. I was so thankful to have, you know, Epic and my coach you and Liz and Peggy, uh, cause without them, I don't know if I would have, I would have made it, you know, I really don't, you know, and Ashley and Trey, the two members that came out there with me, they're so crazy talented. Um, I'm so thankful for them because we went from a fire team of eight to a fire team of three. Wow. And we put on just as many shows as we do at Dark Harbor. Uh, and our shows were just as long, and we were still able to keep people for half an hour. That is that is fantastic. And 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 you know what? You you brought up. You don't think you you could have done it. You are a very very talented person. You are, and I have no doubt in my mind you would have gave a hundred and ten percent, regardless every single night. And 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 I don't doubt in my mind that you did. Um, I I. Like I said, the first week I got to see you at the event at Dark Harbor, um, I was just blown away by it. But like I said, I'm a pyromaniac. I love watching stuff blow up. I love fire. I love all that stuff. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that. And and it, yeah, it's fun. You know, I, I it's cool to see people who who know how to do that stuff bring that talent to life and, and showcase it. Because you know, you you don't really get that stuff at like I said at haunts. Like usually when you get that stuff, it's usually like at like a circus or something, but you don't get it at a haunt, you know? It's rare that you get it at a haunt. And Dark Harbor opened the doors to something that separates them from other places, which I which I, I, I have to say I am impressed. I, I love what you guys do. You guys kill it, and I it's, it's one of the things that I look forward to going to the event to watch. Yeah, I have to let you know that that really genuinely, honestly means so much to me um, and so much to us as a nation because we put a lot of work into that show. Oh, yeah. And um, I cannot even tell you how many nights the whole team has probably wanted to cuss me out. <laughs> <laughs> and if it wasn't for Elise, they probably would have. And you know what? A couple of times they did because uh, that's what happens in a tribe. Mm -hmm. But we put in late nights you know, in parks, under street lamps, right. you know, backyards, front yards, uh, Zoom, Skype meetings. We put a lot of time into our work right. and we're really proud of it. It's something that we're really proud of. So that makes me very, very happy. Thank you so no, much. As you guys should be. I mean, you guys are, are, are super talented and um, here's to hoping that, uh, you know, with Horizon going on, that we can get you back at the, at the harbor again sometime too, as well. Because 
Harbor needs its priestess, man. We need the voodoo priestess. I need my harbor. I don't mean to be I don't mean to be stingy to Orlando, but it's like, come on, she originated at, in the LBC, man. Now remember, I'm I'm only priestess in at Dark Harbor. Yeah. So Horizon doesn't have priestess. They have Mumbo Cecile. There we go. It was also very interesting going from being the priestess right. to having an actual name. I had to get used to people saying Mambo, Mambo, right. Mambo. Like, people would just yell out Mambo, and I'm like, "Who? Did somebody lose like their <laughs> their mom or something? Like, what's happening?" <laughs> and I'd just be looking around, and people would have to be like, "Brother, that's, that's you." That's, and I'm that's like, oh, you. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, what's up? Can you imagine that just that'd be great if I just saw you at the high. Hey, <laughs> hey. my staff. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> but. You know, like, and each of those characters, each of those characters ended up actually being really different. Like, um, Mambo was way more talkative and sassy. And let me tell you, Mambo Cecile, she's sassafras. <laughs> and it was fun. Right. It was absolutely fun. But that's completely separate from Priestess, mm -hmm. who Priestess doesn't really engage you know, like she engages, she'll like, I'll go, I'll go see people, I'll stand with people, but I don't really talk, you know, that's not really my thing. I'm just kind of like the voyeur. You know what I am? I'm the distraction so that the real haunt monsters can, can scare the shit out of you. That's what happens. <laughs> I go walking and people are like, oh, I got that crazy slow walk, you know? Right. So people are like, oh, there's priestess, let's go get a picture. And so they'll be focused on me, and all of a sudden, Sparrow will be like, Brah! and <laughs> jump three feet in the air. <laughs> Good old Sparrow. Shout out to like, Mike. Like, they're the real haunt monsters, you know. And, and shouts out to everybody who works in the mazes right. and, you know, everybody who even works the lines. Like, that's the special thing about Dark Harbor. And I, I don't know what it's like at other haunts. Um, I think I've been, this is going to be, this is crazy, too. I think I've been to maybe three or four other haunts other than Dark Harbor, if we're not talking about like the neighborhood haunt places and right, stuff. Right. Um, I never thought I was gonna be a haunt monster. I never necessarily wanted to be a haunt monster. I just wanted a job, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, Elise, one day we were, we were not, I was gonna say neighbors. What is it called when they live in the other room? Roommates. Roommates, That's what there you called. go. <laughs> at the time and she saw a craigslist ad for fire fire spinners wanted for the queen mary's dark harbor and so we went back down to be fire spinners you know i never thought that i would be the voodoo priestess or mambo cecile you know so when i i just kind of like grew into it now i've always been a horror bug like i've i've been that crazy horror bug and like thriller murder mystery girl since i was a kid it's the best <laughs> But I never thought that I'd get to play such an awesome role. Um, and also, you know, Harbor is one of those places where you get so much free reign. Mm -hmm. Like your creativity can abound. I've noticed that. Like a lot of people are, are really, they they have an overall story arc. They they have to follow. Like you, like you were saying, like they have a skeleton they have. And then they're the ones that bring the soul into that character and and bring the story to life how they choose obviously there's there's certain boundaries they're not allowed to cross but 
they have a lot of freedom to do. I've seen this is probably the event that I've seen the most freedom at compared to any other haunt. Yeah, we really are given the liberties to like embody our characters and make our character what we want it to be. Um, we have such an amazing costume crew. Like Katie, Tamara, the girls, you know, they take such good, they make us look so fierce. So really there's, I mean, you're already embodying your character with that. And um, as long as you don't add anything, take anything away or cause any harm, you're really good to go. Yeah. So, you know, for me, it was kind of like, so this is the voodoo priestess. She has horns. She breathes fire. Um, go. And I was like, I don't, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I showed up for my first photo shoot. Right. Um, 2014 to do the billboards. And Peggy was there and she was in the makeup chair next to me. And she said, so priestess. And it was the first time I had ever actually had a conversation with her. And I was, I mean, fangirl, so <laughs> jazz. I was just sitting there like, oh, I'm with the ringmaster. <laughs> Doing a little happy dance. <laughs> before that, we didn't even have a green room. Right. You know, we didn't, we were getting dressed in the bathroom and then like coming <laughs> out to go spin fire real quick. And like, here I am sitting next to the ringmaster who I just adore. So I was sitting there with her and she said, so tell me about priestess. And I was all, huh? She <laughs> uh, breathes fire and she has a scar. And she was like, well, what's her scar about? Why does she have a scar? And why does she breathe fire? And I was all, oh, I don't know. And she looked at me and she said, oh, Berdetta, we're going to have to do better than that. <laughs> and I was like, Peggy McGee, you're right. We are. So we sat there and we just started kind of spitballing her. And from there, she has a backstory, boy. I'm going to tell you, that would break some hearts. Um, but I was able to do that, you know. And I think if, look, I have to tell you, the year that I didn't play Breestus, I did not watch one Instagram clip, one picture. I would not look at the OC Weekly or LA Weekly because I might see a picture. Like, I did not want to see another person in the role of priestess. Right. Um, it would have broken my heart until the season was over. And then once the season was over and I saw that it was, like, free and – and how, what an amazing job she did, I could watch it. But at that time, during haunt season, mm -hmm. I wanted to be there so badly and I couldn't. Yeah. Um, if I would have had to go to Horizon and if Priestess wouldn't have came with me as Mambo Cecile, it is so funny how close you get to your character. Right. I think I may have been heartbroken and I still would have been thankful for the opportunity. And yeah, I still would have gone to Orlando. <laughs> But <laughs> I would not have watched anybody else play Priestess. That's it. Like, I'm like, she doesn't even, she doesn't even stand right. That's your, that, that's your baby right there. That's my baby. That's your baby right there, you know? <laughs> and, and So that's another thing, too. How was it bringing this character and expanding the story? In, in, was it the, it's the same character in, uh, that goes to Horizon, right? Or no? No, not no. at all. The Mumbo Cecile is an actual person. Was okay. An actual person she was a haitian woman um who her and her husband fought through the haitian revolution and then she came to florida okay. after 
started like a whole sect in Florida. And um, she was in a, she is an amazing person to learn about and to look up. She did some savage, fabulous things. So it was completely different because I went from being priestess, this character that I had created. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I had to embody an actual person, you know? So, um, I had to remember her storyline and in dark horizon, they did this whole like kind of little scavenger hunt thing. So you would have people coming up to us, uh, with the terror pass, you know, and they'd be like, Hey, um, are, are you mumbo Cecile? This says, tell me your story, you know? And so I would have to sit there and, and go through the story with them and like teach them a little bit about them and then send them to Edgar and Brad would, would rough them up real good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, when they go to Brad, it's game over. <laughs> you know what was going to happen when you go to Brad? <laughs> like, if he's feeling sassy, like, you could be there for a second. He will tear you down. Brad will read you till the library's closed, honey. <laughs> I love and it. And Andrew. Another fun fact Andrew Diego is the one person that I run from at Dark Harbor. Really? If I see Andrew coming towards me, it does not matter if he is ringmaster. It doesn't matter if he's the mime. It doesn't matter what he's out there at that night. I turn around and I leave because somewhere around 2014, 2015, it became his absolute mission every time he saw me to break my character on street. Oh. And the, you want to talk about witty and intelligent? The things this man will say to you. <laughs> <laughs> The the inappropriate conversations Andrew Diego and I have had while in full makeup, standing there talking out of the sides of our mouth, you know, are obscene. I and, I, I love hearing all of this. By the way, I love behind the scenes. I love hearing it all. Oh my goodness, he's the worst. So so if I saw Andrew coming, I turned right around and I would and he would be like, oh, Berdetta, and I'm like, nope, nope, no, no, no. <laughs> Nope, nope, I'm out. Nope. Guys, there goes Andrew, I'm out. <laughs> Does he know that you're? he's the only one that scares you? Oh, he, no, it's not that he scares me. He doesn't scare me. He'll come and say something crazy that will make me completely lose my character. Does he know this, <laughs> that, that he knows that this will happen? Is that why he yes. does it? <laughs> he makes it his mission. He does it on purpose. It's literally like he sees me and he's like, oh, like that cane will start to go around. And I'm like, God damn it. You're like, I'm yeah. trying to trying to do my job. No, I'm not supposed to laugh. No, I'm not supposed to smile. Thank God Hank has that big plumage on it. Right. I cannot tell you how many times I've hid behind him. Like, if you ever see me standing and all of a sudden I go like this... That's because somebody has me, I'm either cussing <laughs> or somebody has me completely breaking character. Oh and Andrew is that man, dude. I, he is so smart. I, I mean, hate him. I love hearing all these stories. It's something the the reason and the reason why I do my show the way that I do it, you know, bringing on scare actors, bringing on a lot of talented individuals is I like to get to know them as the person. And and obviously, you know, you have your character and then you're, you know, the person who plays the character. And I, I, I really like to get people to know. I, I want people to know you as not only Voodoo Priestess, who is a phenomenal character, um, but as 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 you as Berdetta. And 
I really love to hear behind the scenes, everything, all these stories. And, you know, it's something that I feel like with my platform, I, I like to give the people the opportunity to share that. Because, you know, a lot of the times, you know, you, you hear it in like, you know, when you're at a party conversation or like, you know, you don't get to hear it very well. And, and so like hearing these stories, I, I, I fanboy, I geek out, whether you know it or not. I mean, just getting to talk with a lot of the people from Queen Mary, every time I get to talk to just anybody in general, it's just, it's a, it's a fanboy geek moment. Like these are the people that I look up to as people who can scare me and, and make the nightmares come to life every season and I get to talk with them like it is just a dream come true it, that really makes me smile I don't know, I'm over here beaming like <laughs> um thank you thank you because you know we put a lot into it and um haunt season is hard on the body yep. the things that we go through like I'm telling you I live in like mentholatum, CBD oil, and ice packs. There you go. Or actually a couple months before even October because we're already up on stage and you find out that your leggings rip if you try to go across it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we're already doing so many things just to prepare. Right. And then like my waist is usually about a half inch to an inch smaller when I get out of Dark Harbor because of how tight my corset is. Right. But that's my preference. That's not because they make me. I just like to be it makes me feel like priestess, nice, you know. Yeah. Can't if you can't sit down, you can't slump. Got it. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. Great if you can't sit down. Yeah, yeah. Um but we do go through things like that and it's just so nice to be seen and it's so nice to know that people actually enjoy it, you know, because at the end of the night, you know, another thing about being a haunt monster is that um, when that liquor starts to flow, that energy goes, <laughs> you know, like people, guests get rowdy and yeah. think they will say and do um, to a character is, is maddening. So, um, it is nice to hear from the guests who like come to actually see us mm -hmm. and like respect what we do and who have a good time because at the end of the day, we're just trying to make memories, you know? Right. At the end of the day, when I go home, I know that if I look up the Dark Harbor hashtag and I see my face on something, like it's not about seeing my face. It's about, I made a memory for that person that night. Yeah. You know, like we have, um, this one kid who comes every year and every year we make it our point to take a picture with him. He's one of the monsters, little brothers. That's I'm awesome. telling I love, I love that kid. But for that same reason, not only is he a sweet, awesome kid, but he makes us feel seen. And when he, he looks at fire the way that I look at fire, yeah. like when I breathe, I know if I look over, he's going to be like impressed. He just wants more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So thank you for doing things like this. Yeah. Um, I got to tell you, I binge watched like two or three of the shows the <laughs> other night. I'm very excited to see that you just did one with Deet. I love Scotty. Dieterman, <laughs> man. Dieterman, Dieterman. <laughs> I'm telling you, let me tell you a little fun fact about Dieterman. Okay. So me and Scotty did this, uh, this show called The Inkle. It was an interactive thing for Happy Time Murders. Happy Time Murders, Happy Town, whatever it was called, the right. puppet show. And he was, he played my bodyguard. And I played this role called Jules, where I was uh, the candy pusher. 
you know? So, and he was the guy who pushed everybody out after I brought him in. And every time I would go and I would knock on that door and I'd be like, cause it was all based around candy and sweets. Right. Right. So I'd be like, Hey, Scotty, my little stack of pancakes, my sweet cotton candy, uh, let me in. And he'd be like, Oh, I don't know my little donut hole. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, what would you say? You know what I love? What'd you say? My little butterscotch candy or stuff like that. It was so insane. By the end, it was a two week run. And by the end of it, we had gone through every candy name in the world. Right. <laughs> so then we fast forward. That was in August, two right. months to October. And we're walking around. Let me tell you, it was not as cute. <laughs> it's okay when you're in the candy shop and you're like, hey there, my little donut hole. <laughs> but when you're walking in full makeup, full monster makeup, <laughs> and I'm yelling out, hey there, my hot stack of pancakes. <laughs> and he'd be like, hey there, maple syrup. <laughs> and I was like, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> I love Deerman. Oh man, uh, Deets is is the man. I mean, he has he's taught me so much. He's introduced me to so much, and I'm just thankful to have a a, a friend like him. And 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 you know, as much as he, he he hates it, every time I ask him to be on the show, he's like, "All right, when, where, what time? What are we talking about?" Yeah, he's good and reliable like that. You know. Yeah. Like, I'm a fan. I am 100 percent a fan of that man. He uh, he hates it when I call him a legend. So, but isn't he though? Like, if you I mean, like, 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 oh yeah, 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 Knox, yeah, 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 Scotty, yeah. I'm like, do you not realize you were part of the people who helped start sliding? Like, that's pretty legendary, dude. Like, literally, when he came over to Dark Harbor, did I just say like literally? Hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> how long have I been here? When he came over to Dark Harbor. I remember meeting him and they were like, hey, Bredetta, we want you to meet Scott. He's going to be, you know, working with the sliders. And hey, this is Bredetta. She's the fire captain. And I was like, oh, you know, they're like, this is Scott Dieterman. Literally somebody turned and said, Bredetta, you don't know Dieterman? And I was like, 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 you don't know who Brad Pitt is? You know, like, that's how casually they said. You don't know Rita Franklin? You know, like, What's wrong with you? Yeah. And I didn't know. I didn't know. You're good. I learned though. I yeah. learned. Now you guys are like butterscotch and and yeah. cotton candy, you know? Yes, we are pancakes and syrup. Yeah. He's my buddy. Yeah. I he's love he's it. one of those one of those haunt people, you know, that if you're if you're lucky to know him, then you sure are lucky. Uh, I mean, I have to say this has been a very fun time. Uh Yay! I, I've gotten to what happened? I said I had fun too. I I'm glad you did. I I like to invite people in and really get to know them and and just to know them as people. Um, you know, one of the things that I I I, you know, I was scrolling through the Instagram, I had to see you know some of the amazing things that you've done. Um, you did something I want to touch on a little bit. I don't I don't know if it was like an event or what it was or a photo shoot, but you did something in one of my favorite shows on HBO right now. Lovecraft Country. Hey, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Talk to me about that because I, I fell in love with the show the minute I saw the trailer and then getting into it week after week, it was like uncovering a new mystery. And tell me about this. Like, what what did you do? 
Man, we got really lucky. Um, that again was through the lovely people at my coach. Um, just angling, I'm losing the light. <laughs> um, so Lovecraft, since it was COVID times, right? Usually they would have for their season finale, like, um, you would have a cast wrap party, right? right? Where everybody could come together and you watch the last show together and you party. Well, since it was COVID, they couldn't do that. So instead, they did a two-part showing at the Paramount Drive-Thru where they had one, a whole bunch of like media people and influencers, I think, came through on the the first one. Um, And they came through and they watched the last one. It was really cool. They drove up, got their candy and stuff and sat and did the thing. And then the second one was for like the cast and crew. Man, can I tell you my favorite part we were there and i my character was supposed to be loosely based on journey smollett's character right you know and i had uh the book the book of names and i'm sitting <laughs> there and I'm, I'm with my homeboy gregor and you know he's like yelling at the people and i'm in his ear and i'm like reading it off and making up some mumbo jumbo like i know what i'm talking about and journey smollett came up and she looked over rolled her window down and said Oh my God, you guys are doing such a good job. Does she have the book? Bring that book over here, girl. Oh my God. It took everything in my life not to look left and say, I love you. I love you. I'll watch you. I want to see you. I love you. I mean, I love you so much. But just to sit there and, and to keep speaking in tongues. I have to, to say, though, this was a show that came out. It couldn't have come out at a better time, honestly. It, it like with so the funny. messages and the, you know the sci-fi and everything. Like this show needed to come out at the time it came out of, yes. and I loved every minute of it. I loved the the uh, character arcs every character went through. I loved the strong female leads that they had in here who were just badasses. Like oh. there was that one episode where they moved into that neighborhood. And they weren't having it. And they were like coming out with shotguns and whatnot. I'm like, yeah, and that's they were what's up. Ready. Where yeah. she, when they were trying to get him to leave. And she was like, mm-mm. She's mm-mm. like, nah, I'm holding my ground. You want to come near me? I got a shotgun with a shell and your name on it. Yes. You know, it was such a good show. And and I think who, who produced Was it J.J. Abrams who produced that? Or... No, I'm not sure. I don't want to say something because then people are going to be like, no one, she wrong. Um, <laughs> I will say this, though. I'm really, really behind how all of a sudden, and maybe it's not so all of a sudden, but how over the last couple of years, we're starting to see more um, people of color in horror flicks and horror films. Right. Because, you know, I'm a child of the 70s. And I've watched all of the horror, you know, the gamut. And I love horror. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm literally that girl. I've watched so much Amazon Prime horror. I'm down to, like, the one stars, okay? (laughs) I'll just pull it in the background and look up and be like, (laughs) I don't even know what I've watched most of the time. Right. But... I was, I get so tired of stereotypes across the board, you know, like it's always like, oh, he's going to die first. You know, that's like Jordan Pill is easily revolutionizing the way horror is going to be from here on out. Absolutely. Get out. When I watched that film, I was blown away. Uh, The fact that, you know, the, the, the message behind that 
you know, it was I was blown away by that. Us, I was blown uh, away. So good, yo. Us messed me up, man. I, I remember after the theater, after I saw that in theaters, I was oh. so messed up that I actually was driving my cousin home, and I literally thought the person next to me was looking at me and smiling. <laughs> <laughs> like I was so messed up by that. Yeah, I, I thought it was someone, like, smiling at me like it was one of the, the clones or whatnot. And I was like, oh, dude, this is real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's been so nice to watch these things. And, you know, nice to to see people taking the chance and, and just no longer accepting, you know, oh, well, that's not really something that we do in this industry. Right. You know, it, it's, it's hard. And I'm sure that other haunt monsters could tell you, too, you know, whether you're at a haunt or in the grocery store, it's not okay to call people racial slurs and names. Definitely. And um, especially with my role as the priestess, since she is a little bit more aloof and like the priestess and Gail are like this right next to each other. Like, you know, Gail doesn't talk to anybody. The priestess doesn't talk to anybody, but she'll set you on fire. Right. And Gail will take your heart, you know? So, but people after a couple of drinks, can take that the wrong way, exactly. you know? And um, I've had my arms grabbed. I've been called every name in the book, every racial slur in the book while in character and had to just like walk away. And the thing is, I don't even get mad. It's more that it breaks my heart, yeah. you know? It's really sad yeah. um, because I am so lucky to be multiracial. Um, and so I've grown up moving through two different sides of the world. And I know just how beautiful things can be when people come together. Yeah. You can make beautiful things, you know, have your thing, girl. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying though? Like beautiful things happen. Yeah. And so it's been really nice because it, it makes me hopeful, hopeful that as these things are normalized, maybe people will understand that it's not okay to use these type of words. It's not okay to be aggressive um, towards other people. And especially those who are just there to make you smile or maybe make you scream. Yeah. You know, you came to scream, scream. Came to get scared and have a good time. You know, I yeah. always, I always, and I was really advocating this a lot during the, the slider team uh, podcast, but if you go to a haunt, always remember you paid a lot of money to come here at a year hard earned paycheck for you to ruin it with alcohol or getting kicked out or doing something stupid. It, it just don't like, you know, be responsible when you drink, know your boundaries, you know, you're there to get scared. They're there. The, the performers are there to put on a show and deliver those scares to you tell a story essentially you're basically it's basically a live theatrical performance in a way that's how i've always looked at every haunt it's 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 a theatrical performance where there's a grand story and every person is vital to that story and they're just there to do their job and to tell their story but also they want to have a good time too so as long as everyone's cool everyone's gonna be cool yeah yeah yeah, but I've been really excited about things like uh, Lovecraft and the work that Jordan Peele's doing. And, you know, because then it gives me a chance to do things like me, have Journey Smollett yell at me out of a car window. Never thought that was going to happen. Right. You it's, know? it's the memories that, that last forever because of stuff like this. And 
You don't know how excited I I'm Mexican, so you don't know how excited I was when I found out they casted a Mexican woman to play Superwoman in an, in a in a in the new Flash film that they're making. So I didn't know this. This is yeah. the first about this they they casted uh i guess she's really famous uh with like mexican soap operas and whatnot and they brought her on to play supergirl in the new flash film so i'm super excited to see how she does let me tell you i love me a novella yeah Those, <laughs> like give me a spanish soap opera any day like, <laughs> and probably 60 percent of it but i make it up in my head and it's so good you just know if someone's yelling at something they done messed up you just know. You just got to watch and be like, ooh, girl, I told you. There goes Andre right there. I knew it. <laughs> I love you. I, I absolutely am so glad that this podcast happened. I, It was just great to know you, and I hope in the future we can, again, when haunt season comes around and whatnot, can see each other again, bring you back on the show. Anytime you're welcome, you're welcome back anytime. Um, I got to ask one last question before we sign off today. You did mention you're a horror fan, so what is your favorite horror film? Ooh. Ooh, that's a hard pull. That is a hard pull. Yeah. Um, I can tell you I love, love, I'll tell you about the first movie that ever scared me, the movie that made me a horror fan. And it actually is a reason that I still do something to this day when I fall asleep 31 years later. There was this movie. I watched it. I must have been 11 years old and I had a sleepover. And everybody had fallen asleep and we were watching like HBO at like 2 a.m., you know, and that never happened. So this movie came on called I Madman. Okay. And I was the only one up watching it. And the premise of I, Madman is that there is this man who goes around and he's torn apart by wolves, right? He goes, I forget why, but he's torn apart by wolves and he doesn't have any lips. He doesn't have a nose. He doesn't have eyes, ears, or hair. Right. And so he then comes back and he goes around killing all of these people and he scalps this person for their hair and he takes this person's nose and this person's lips, Right. And I was convinced, like, I sat up and I watched that whole movie by myself and was just like, what is this? Right? <laughs> and I started thinking, what would I, man, you know what, Bredetta, you're fine. I, madman's not going to take anything for you. Your lips, your lips are way too full for his. And your nose wouldn't match. And he wants red hair. And honey, you a brunette. You're fine. <laughs> but that red hair is luscious and he would probably want your ears. He would take your ears, you have adorable ears. This is my 11 year old brain. From that night forward, when I go to sleep, I put, no matter how hot it is, no matter what is going on, I pull a sheet, at least the sheet has to be up and covered, tucked around my ear. I do not fall asleep if my ears are not covered because I still to this day believe that I madman may come and take my ears. I mean, we've seen some pretty hor 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 horrifying <laughs> stuff in real life. I mean, we yeah. had, I mean, Ted Bundy, you know. It could happen. You know, you people know. like that. I mean, the Night Stalker. I don't know if you saw that documentary on oh. Netflix, but oh, my God. Oh, so Like, I was talking to my dad, and, you know, he's 51, and he was like, I remember when he was in Artesia, dude. We were. I'm sorry. Did you say your dad's 10 years older than me? Yeah. Your name feel kind of old. 
but you look fantastic for 41. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. I do have to say, but of all time, and, and, and I Madman is like a B movie. Like, it's something, if you were to watch it, if you were to look it up right now, you'd be like, she's cute. I mean, listen, <laughs> my favorite horror film is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yes. Yes. I knew I liked you. Yeah. I knew I did. I mean. I love that movie, dude. And then my close second, always, 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 is going to be Silence of the Lambs. Fantastic uh, film. Silence of the Lambs is the reason that I act now. The, why I went beyond um, horror. And Silence of the Lambs got me into theater in middle school and high school. Because Anthony Hopkins, that man, literally... 90% of his shots are this. Yep. Just Isn't he him. in that movie for like a total of like 10 minutes too or something yeah. like that? Yes. And, and he's, he's the like the terrifying character of my life. He's the most remembered part of that whole film because of that interaction with Clarice. Because of his interaction. Like, and it, I rewatched it probably, I want to say maybe three months ago. My boyfriend had never seen it. Right. And I was like, what are you talking about? You haven't seen any of them? Because I wanted to watch Red Dragon. He was like, we can't watch that because I haven't seen this. And I'm all, what? you're older than me. What's wrong with you? <laughs> he watched it. And I realized why I had been so inspired by him. Right. Because he's actually, he's more talked about than he's actually seen in that movie. Yeah. And it's all hype buildup. Oh. Yeah. Watch the Netflix Hannibal series. I have not watched that, but I, I'm going to start watching Clarice because I really want to see that. I haven't start I haven't started Clarice yet, but I loved, loved, Hannibal. loved, loved what they did with Hannibal. It was uh, he was that guy. He's always playing a bad guy too. The guy who plays Hannibal. I think he was in Doctor Strange, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he that guy creeps me out. Yeah, that guy. He always plays a good bad guy. <laughs> Always, yeah. but every time I, he is the guy that if I had to go down a grocery like store aisle to get some cereal, I and I saw him, I would be going home without Golden Grams that day. Oh, because <laughs> every time I, every time I see, he's just so damn creepy, man. Yeah. You know, good oh, for man. him. But yeah, I mean, Hannibal's great. I mean, there's so many psychological films out there that have truly messed me up still to this day. Um, I am terrified of seeing static on film because of the, the ring. Oh, yeah. I feel like she's going to pop out of my screen and it's going to be like that scene from Scary Movie 3 where we're going to get in a fight or something. <laughs> Completely, right? The ring messed me up. You, you, my least favorite, um, and this is stupid because that movie is so good, but you know when the horse goes over the side? Yeah. Okay. When that horse went over the side, I was like, you know what? This movie's messed up, man. Yeah. Okay, creepy little girl coming. Well, I get it. But now I feel like something really bad is about to happen because they just killed a horse. It, they just it, put a horse overboard. Let's just put it this way. It's so bad. My my, my best friend, who's actually the co-host of the channel, um, he used to go to school at Cal State Channel Islands. Mm -hmm. And right up the hill was the actual well that they filmed the ring in. No. Yeah, and I was like, he he told me he's like, you want to go there? I was like, I'm good. I ain't. Yo, I ain't trying. I got a certain feeling in my chest. Like, yeah, I was like, I ain't even trying to go up there. Like, I'm good. 
That's some that's some stuff that Sam would do though. Sam needs to go and climb out of that well. That is something that she would do. So that, that could be a good uh, little photo shoot uh, right mm-hmm. there. Who we talk mm-hmm. to? Where's that storyteller guy at? Let's let's get a, let's get that going. I want of those uh, those shirt sales when you do the well sales, yeah. Sam. <laughs> Bernetta, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today uh, just to talk about your character and just about to know you as a person. Um, this was a, a really solid podcast, and I hope everyone watching or listening enjoyed um, because this is right here, you know, one of the strongest women I've ever met. And, oh, and she beautiful. is uh, – she's a badass. She's – She's amazing. She's talented. Everything wrapped in one makes this woman right here. And uh, I am extremely honored for you to be on the show. So thank you so much. Seriously, thank you for having me. Thank you for your kind words. And thank you for everything that you do for us. I, I, I'm I, just, you know what? I don't look at this as a job. This is a hobby. This is something I love doing. And it's always going to be a hobby to the day I die. So, you know, um I don't care about the money. I mean, yeah, the money is nice, but I do this because I was one of those kids who was like, maybe I should start speculating Halloween Horror Night stuff. And then I got to meet amazing people. I got to branch out to other haunts. And this has been one of the best journeys of my life. So it's awesome. And I can't wait to continue following you, man. Oh, like, man. So, like I, I said, you friend and see you so soon you are welcome back on the show anytime and i'm hoping after this quarantine and, and covid is is a little bit better in the world that we're we're at a safer place that we can all hang out and have a few drinks and just yeah barbecue barbecue, barbecue. yeah I'm, i don't I'm, drink I'm, anymore but man I'll i'm looking at you scott and i'm looking at you scott deets <laughs> deets slider team we're looking at you um <laughs> So with that being said, if you guys enjoyed today's episode of the Mindless Horror Podcast, please leave a like and leave some nice comments down for Berdetta. She's going to read them. We want we want nothing but positivity in the, in the comments. So um, leave some positive comments down there to know how much you, to show her that how much you love her because she is fantastic at what she does and no one can take that away from her. Um, if you guys are new to the channel, of course, hit that subscribe button with that bell notification be aware every time we put up a new video. Also, we have... Uh, we have social media. But before I get to my social media, do you want to plug any social media or are you good? Oh my gosh, I would love to do that yeah, actually. come on. I am Detta Love anywhere you go. Uh, D-E-T-T-A Love on Twitter, on the Insta, on the book with a face. And I don't talk to Tick because I would, I'd lose my life. If I start making TikTok videos, I'm gonna oh be my God. productivity. Some priestess uh, TikToks would be fire, though. I literally would not leave the house if I download TikTok on my phone. I'm never leaving Long Beach again. I'm so. just saying, if you were to make some voodoo priestess TikToks and blew up, you could get paid for it. Oh, why you want to say things like that to me? Yeah, you can make some. You can make a little bit of a living right there, and you'd be making stuff that you like to do, and us Oops. fans would want more. Oh, Jake and Tom, don't make me start calling Donna and Jay. And you need to hit up Sam because Sam is becoming a TikTok legend. Oh, well, she's a legend in real life. <laughs> That's true. You are very right. But I'm just saying, if you were to ever do some Buddha Priestess TikToks, you got one follower at least already. Uh, I'm going to cut you in at 12%. Look at that. <laughs> Give me that extra two. All right. <laughs> you know, 
I'm just here to I'm just here to be a fan. That's it. You know, I, I'm just here to support any way I can. I'm about that life, you know. But I literally I have thought about it many times, but uh I would love it way too much. I already spend so much time on Instagram. I'm lucky that uh my boyfriend still dates me. Okay. <laughs> With all that being said, we love each and every one of you. Stay safe, wash your hands, wear a mask. We're going to get through this. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. We love Absolutely. each and every one of you. Peace and love. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. You're moving into